Hi, everybody. It's Matt from Discover College Soccer. I hope you're enjoying the podcast, whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button. I also wanted to let you know about the Discover College Soccer Study Table. This is our brand new online portal that is complete with a 14-part online course giving you all of the ins and outs of the college soccer recruiting process. There's also a wealth of resources such as checklists, templates, there's the spreadsheets that have every soccer program in the country along with their coaches, their contact information, their social media information, uh, some basic stats about the school and more. Plus there's an online community where you can ask your questions, share your wins, your losses, any questions that you may have around the college soccer recruiting process. It's all there at the Discover College Soccer study table that you can find at discovercollegesoccer.com slash study table and hopefully we will see you there. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Discover College Soccer. Today, I'm lucky enough to be joined by Coach Pete from West Liberty. Welcome, Coach. Thanks very much for having me, Matt. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, thanks for being here. Um, <clears throat> I, I know you've you've just recently gotten the the, the crown, the head coaching role. Uh, I know you're on staff last year, but but you've moved into the 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 big seat, so you'll it'll be. Your job probably, well, it's tough getting the job in May. I, I was in that boat. I think I got my coaching job officially started in July, so it was a terrible uh, time for recruiting. So let's start talking about recruiting. I mean, I'm guessing because you're on staff already, you, you've been involved in the recruiting process for this year. How did that go? Yeah, it went pretty well. Um, obviously, it's sometimes a little bit of a challenge when um, players don't know um, who the coach is going to be. Um, but thankfully, you know, we managed to get um, some good players in um, ahead of fall and um, we've added a couple transfer players as well. Um, one came actually in the spring season, so she was with us during the spring season um, and then we've added one this summer. So um, again, just how the, the women's college soccer game works, you're already starting on 2024, so um, a lot of those Players have already started committing places. We had our first verbal last uh, last week for 24. So um, it's more about now just building forward for that 2024 class. Okay. Well, as you start, and, and I guess we'll talk more in future tense here, as, as you start to look at 24s and even 25s when that June 15th date hits, <laughs> what kind of what is your focus in terms of are there events that, that you want to make sure you get to each year? Do you have a, a specific opinion on uh, leagues? I know some people get caught up in ECNL versus GA versus all the other leagues. Kind of what's your your overview of that kind of part of the recruiting process? Yeah, I think I think ultimately we want to try and create the, you know, and get the best players possible, the best players available. Um, wh which league that comes from, I, I don't think is, is all that important. Um, you know, perhaps some Sometimes the level of competition at a certain level um, might place those players in, in more direct competition with each other on a regular basis. But um, I definitely think there's 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 good um, there's good players at every level. So I think it's important that you're able to explore those levels. Um, I think for us, just being out and being seen, um, and getting out there and, and seeing as much games and as many tournaments as possible. Um, and just getting getting our name out there, getting West Liberty University out there, um, and kind of advocating for for what our program and what our school can can give to players. So, with you being kind of in that, 
guess we'll call it mid-Atlantic, not quite Midwest there. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, are there events that you want to make sure that you get to uh, no matter what to, to see players at? Yeah, I mean, obviously there's there's a few big ones relatively close to here. Um, you know, there's a there's a lot of um, a lot of teams go to the the blue chip showcase in, in Cincinnati. Um, we've been to that one in the past. I was actually at Crossroads, um, out in uh, Indiana, um, a few weeks ago. Again, it's a little bit further for us, but um, a lot of teams from in and around the region, club club teams. Um, so I I was certainly impressed with the level there. So. That that will be somewhere I think no doubt we'll be looking to return to, um, and then of course you know there's ones um, during the fall like the Bethesda Cup out in Maryland is is a, is a big tournament, um, and and relatively close to where we are too. So I think those three would probably be some of the main ones, and then you know there's there's always there's always ones that pop up every weekend that um, seem to be ones that uh, in and around our area which we can go in uh, of of high quality as well. Okay. Well, I know it's obviously a little late in terms of timing and with your just coming mm -hmm. on as coach, but do you plan on doing any ID camps or you or any of your staff working camps? Does that be become a part of your recruiting process at all? ID camps typically haven't really been part of, of our recruiting um, process. Um, I think the main reason for that, Matt, would be just because at the D2 level, you, you are able to invite players um, and to train with you. Um, I always think that's a better idea of where they're going to fit into your system and, and how they're going to fit how you play. Um, I think that's one of the big advantages sometimes that D2 has, the, the ability that you are able to, to come practice with a team. Um, I think that's a really good thing for us as coaches because, you know, we might see a great player or, you know, playing with their club team, but if they come train and they're maybe just not quite the right fit or they don't fit the style of play or how, how you want to do things, then you can get a better insight. Um, I think that's tough as well from an ID camp perspective. Majority of the time, there's no guarantee, you know, if those happen in the summer, how available are your current players going to be to be able to interact with, with those players? So um, typically not, not a lot on the ID camps. It might be something that we look to do uh, as we progress, um, but certainly in the current stage, I think we're just going to continue with the model um, of getting players on 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 campus to to visit campus and then also train with the team. Okay. Well, earlier you, you mentioned transfers, but besides transfers, you know, obviously, I don't, I don't, I don't hear that West Virginia accent uh, on you at all. But uh, it looks like on your roster you got a handful of international players. So how do how do how does international recruiting and and the transfer portal kind of work into your overall recruiting mix? Yeah, so I think in terms of international recruitment, um, we've been kind of able to amass a, a list of contacts throughout the globe, and um, you know you get numerous emails a day for for players looking to come out to America. I think definitely for the vast majority of players in these other countries their goal is to come with the States and, and play college soccer. Um, so I think um, the amount that you're exposed to is, 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 is very good. Um, and we're just trying to maybe go and, and shop into different markets where we maybe haven't been before um, and, and, and try and pull um, some gems out, out of nowhere. So um, I, th I think, you know, it's important 
I think to to broaden broaden the kind of your scale of, of of your recruitment gives you a bigger player pool to pick from. So, um, that's certainly what we're looking to do with with internationals in the future. Um, in terms of the transfer, the transfer portal. I mean, um, it's a crazy world uh, to say the least. Um, you know, I, I think there was some crazy stat I seen going around about the amount of players that went in in a certain amount of time um, but it was it was a lot um, but I think when you when we go into the transfer portal it's about picking the right pieces um, and again what I think the, the advantage is of like a transfer portal um, is it maybe gives you an opportunity to to get some players um, into your program um, that do bring a little bit of experience um, and send that we as a program especially last year um, we had a lot of, of younger players that, that played a lot of minutes, um, which was great and they, and they fully deserved it. But I think sometimes in certain games, we maybe lacked a little bit of know-how when we got down the stretch in some games um, and in certain key moments. So I think if you can bring in a transfer that's experienced that, you know, maybe they're a grad transfer or they have a couple of years college experience under their belt, I think that's always beneficial. Oh, that makes sense. Well, <clears throat> After after all of that, that that we've talked about, what of any of those things, whether it's you're at a recruiting event or a high school game or anything, what are the hierarchy of things that you're looking for in a player that makes you want to make that offer to play at West Liberty? I think I think obviously technical ability. Um, you want to see that they're, you know, um, in terms of the the passing and um, their their control. Um, you know, they're dribbling all the basics of the game you're looking for, for that that to be at a at a strong level. Um, tactically, you know, how are they? Do they just rely purely on physical, you know, strengths such as maybe speed or or, or strength, or are they, you know, cleverer, um, and trying to outthink their opponent? Um, you know, I think about maybe a centre back. Do they just rely on being able to outmuscle everybody and and be physically stronger, or are they clever enough to to drop off five yards when the striker looks to run behind and cut off, cut off some space for them. So, um, I think technique. You're looking for the technical ability, the tactical ability, um, and again, you're looking for somebody that's going to be confident um, and confident in their own abilities and and, and willing to go um, show themselves in a proper way. You know that term showcase is thrown around a lot in, in tournaments and events, but I, I think. Sometimes, sometimes maybe the players are a little bit uh, scared almost to show themselves and be different. Um, but I do think, I do think um, that's what I'm looking for. Some days want to be brave and get on the ball and, and make things happen um, for the team. Um, and again, I think as long as we can combine that both with the, you know the academic side of things, of course, is very important. Um, if we can get both sides, it's, it's an added bonus for us. Okay. Well, let's shift gears a little bit, talk uh, more about mm -hmm. the school itself. I'm sure there's folks out there who, who aren't familiar with West Liberty <laughs> in West Virginia. <laughs> I grew up in Ohio driving I-70 uh, many times, so so I know it's relative location. But, you know, you've been there now a little bit. So can you tell me what are some of the, the things you found about the school that you really enjoy that you think are awesome? Some of the things maybe we wouldn't know just by going through the website. Yeah, well, I think, I think it's just the, you know, the... We're almost like our own little community up here. Um, you know, the college, 
it's a really small town, but the college really is the town. Um, and I think we're really at the heart of this this community. Um, and I think we play a, a huge role um, in how the community operates and, and um, the students, staff, faculty, coaches, everybody included. Um, we all know each other. We all work together. There's a lot of cooperation, um, which sometimes you know, don't always see at, at, at every college. So I think that's... That's that's one of the real benefits that I've seen is that real sense of community. No, that's terrific. Well, you know, for a lot of inbound student athletes, making the adjustments of, of being a college athlete and making sure you get your school studies taken care of can be difficult. So how do your student athletes really balance the rigors of, of their academics and their sport? And what kind of support systems does the school offer to help that? So we have various um, tutoring services um, on campus where um, for various subjects that the um, the students are able to use. We actually have one or two girls that are involved being tutors themselves. So I think that's a, that's a, um, a real bonus um, to have people that are already in that kind of system and know how it operates and are able to communicate that with, with incoming players. Um, I think as well, one of one of the big things that we have, we, we have um, on-campus counselling. So if there are any issues, um, no matter how serious, or no matter how small they might be perceived to be, um, they're able to get that um, counselling on a regular basis for a variety of issues. Um, there's also um, opportunities to use our Arts and Education Centre Um which I think is a fantastic resource that we have here on campus. Um, it's basically a kind of one-stop shop for anything with regards to um, education and being creative. So it doesn't. it's open to anybody, regardless of staff, faculty, or student, regardless of their major. Um, and they're able to go there and use a lot of um, materials to make different things. So, for example, if a business student perhaps had a business proposal that they wanted to make on a you know a poster board or a piece of card they're able to go do that and use all those materials free of charge which of course in, in a college campus sometimes isn't always available um, but they have everything there um, regardless of a major so I think there's a lot of um, support systems here and obviously you have the support systems um, within the team you know from in terms of the the other players and coaches and staff and everybody else that that works um, around the university. So I think we have a lot of a lot of options when it comes to support. No, that's great. Well, let's <clears throat> fast forward a few months from now, and and you know it's it's middle of season. You're rocking mm -hmm. and rolling. Can you walk me through what a typical week might look like in terms of when is class, when are meals, when is practice? Kind of what's the game cadence look like? What what would a student athlete expect? in their season at West Liberty? Right. So our um, our class schedule typically matters between around 9 in the morning to around about 3, 3.30. That's when the typical classes run. Um, now, depending on your schedule, you might have one or two evening classes um, and selective uh, kind of majors. Um, our games typically in the fall are Wednesday and Sunday. So that's typically how they, how they fall. And obviously, we are mandated to give them one day off a week Typically, we do that as a Thursday. Um, the reason being for that is that gives us Monday, Tuesday to prepare for the Wednesday game. And it also gives us Friday, Saturday to prep for the Sunday game. Um, Monday, typically, will be a, 
a, a recovery session because you've played just on the on the on the Sunday. Um, Tuesday is a game prep session um, ahead of the Wednesday game. Thursday, obviously, you have your day off. Friday is probably the only day of the week where you can do somewhat of a more intense session. Um, so that'll probably be in terms of intensity of, of, of training. That'll probably be a harder session of the week just because you've had that day off on the Thursday. Um, and then Saturday is another game prep session ahead of the Sunday. So um, really in terms of high-intensity training, um, you know, for, for 90 minutes or, or beyond, that's typically... Friday's your Friday's going to be your toughest day because you know every day you're just it comes thick and fast as you as you well know so you don't really have time. That's one of the good things I really enjoy about college soccer is you don't have time to dwell on the previous result. You need to refocus and re-energize and be ready for the next one. Yeah, no, it makes a lot of sense. Well, <clears throat> let's talk a little bit more uh, on the soccer side. I guess is, mm -hmm. could have gone back to recruiting, but is. Is there a roster size that you find is ideal that you would like to hit each year? Yeah, so typically we sit around about 31, 32 players. Um, and usually we have around four goalkeepers on, on, on the team. Um, so it gives us around about 28, 28 field players. We always like to have enough uh, players so that if we wanted to do 11 v 11 in training, we can. Um, whether that be just a straight up 11 v 11 game or maybe we're working on um, some shaping exercises, etc. But um, I think I think that's a good size. Um, ultimately, you want to make it as competitive as possible. So, um, you know, having I've worked at other places where we've had you know fifty, sixty players on a roster, and I think that's that's tough because it becomes really hard to manage everybody. Um, I think the, the one of the goals is as a head coach of is trying to keep everybody happy, and I think. Um, you know, around about the number, we, we get a good balance between trying to keep everyone happy, but then also having that, that level of competition and squad depth, which of course is big, especially with how short the season is. If you can, if you pick up a few injuries, you know, that 30 be can become close to 20 pretty quickly. So um, I think that's, that's probably ideal for us. Okay. Well, <clears throat> it's probably a, a bit early of a question to ask, but uh staff obviously you were on the staff earlier but now you're the head coach so can you just give us a quick overview of what you foresee the staff to look like uh for the fall season yeah so we're, we're in the in the beginnings of of finding a, a new assistant coach for the program um and, and we're looking to to get that word out to to people um and we're looking to fill that position obviously before the preseason. um so before august ideally we'd have somebody in place um and yeah, so just looking to to continue that um, and bring in an assistant coach who kind of fits our mentality is going to be a good fit for the program. Um, who's hungry, who's wanting to um, succeed, and somebody who has a, the same or similar philosophy as, as what I have on the game. Um, so yeah, looking to bring bring another person in soon, and um, I'm looking forward to going through that whole process now on the other side of things, having been through it applied for a different position so um it'll be interesting and i'm excited for the process to start up okay well <clears throat> in terms of um your style of coaching and the style of play that you kind of expect to to put into place what does that look like what could could players expect from that 
Um, I think an attacking approach. Um, you know, I think your style of play as a coach is you take little bits of your experience as a player and you try and morph it into, into what you kind of think. And any team that I've ever played on since I was nine years old, all the way up to you know college, has always been a team that wanted to pass the ball and you know play through the thoughts or whatever you you want to call it. Um, but ultimately, a team that wanted, wants to attack and wants to try and win every game that they're in. Um, I think the way that you do that is how you train. So it has to be a style of play that's implemented in training um, in order to, to put that into practice in a game. Um, and I think you've got to be on the front foot. So um, kind of relentless in your approach. Um, you know, looking to, to almost overwhelm the put you know the opposition and and create opportunities and score goals. Um, that's that's kind of how you how you win games. Um, and then obviously on the defensive side of the game, can you make it as difficult for the opposition as possible? Um, how quickly can you transition from attack to defence? And how difficult are you to, to be broken down? Um, but certainly we want to try attack teams. We want to try have a go. Um, no matter if we're home and away, whoever we play, um, we want to try. Uh, have a go and win the game all right well <clears throat> i know it's i'm sure students are probably off campus by now but uh yeah. can you give me just a quick overview of what that off season looks like if you know the the non-playing season the spring what what players are doing what that looks like yeah so um as of right now you know the the, the players are resting up um <laughs> some are some we have we have a handful of players that they might be overseas playing um, over the summer or we have one or two girls um, involved in um, the summer league programs here in the US. So, um, you know, they're, they're continuing to play right now. Um, as for the vast majority of our team, um, they're just resting up and recovering right now. Um, spring season can, can be kind of long and repetitive, especially during that initial period when, you're, when you've got a lot of restrictions. So um, I kind of made it clear to them you know, once school finishes, take, you know, take a few weeks, recover, reset, um, physically and mentally, and then and then we'll get ready to go. Um, actually, next week, so the first week of June is when, um, they begin their kind of off season, conditioning packets and and working through that, um, stuff ahead of ahead of the uh, the fall season. So, um, you know, they'll just continue working through that, and you know, we'll see them. Uh, Sunday, August thirteenth, sooner rather than later, probably because I know how quickly uh, things go by. So it'll be it'll be here before you know it. Absolutely, yeah. The summer's flying. My kid's last yeah. day of school is Friday, and I don't even like I can't even believe it. But uh, right. <laughs> anyway, um, well, we, we've we've talked about a lot of things, but I like to end these kind of the same way, which is what if you could give one piece of advice for players, parents, anybody in this process, what would be the one thing you would want to make sure that they know that they think about that they consider when it comes to, to college soccer? So I think the biggest thing is it's one, you know, just shop around. Um, I think do your research, do your due diligence on the, on the schools that you're looking at, you know, do they have the right major that I'm looking for? Um, can I see myself featuring? Is there opportunities to play? Um, is there, you know, do they play the type of soccer that 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 I have the the characteristics for? Um, 
you know, a lot. Of, there's a lot of there's a lot of questions, um, but I think shop around. Just do your research and and find a good fit for you, um, because ultimately it's somewhere where you want to spend, um, certainly the 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 next four years of your life. So it has to be something that, um, that you're going to commit to and um, and see yourself being there for four years. So um, again, shop around all different levels, do your research. You know, there's 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 options for everybody. So I think it's it's really important if you if you, if you do your research, then you'll find, you'll no doubt find a, a good option for yourself. Well, I couldn't agree more, Coach. And uh, hopefully doing, folks are doing some of that research, listening to these types of yeah. interviews to find out schools they they didn't know existed or to, to make those matches. So really appreciate you giving us your time so, so that people can hear from you and find out about West Liberty. And wish you the best of luck for your first uh, season at the helm in the fall. And if you get down to Bradenton for any of the recruiting events down here, make sure you give me a call, all right? All right. Thanks, Matt. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you.